Welcome to this week's episode of Hindsight Movie Podcast. We are discussing the Inbetweeners movie directed by Ben Palmer. I'm Matt. And I'm Alyssa. And Alyssa has some background information on this film for us. Indeed. I always do, don't I? You always do. This movie is directed by Ben Palmer, as you said. Ben Palmer uh, does not appear to be a huge figure in film and media other than the in-betweener stuff. Huh. So, I didn't find much on him. If you go to his Wikipedia page, it's just a filmography, and there's not a lot of stuff there. So. Wow, I guess this wasn't a launching point for him at all Um, he was involved in the series as well yes he was and he did the first in-betweeners movie but not any of the subsequent ones Hmm. so it looks like he does a lot of indie work of one kind or another um yeah i don't i don't know exactly but well that's cool yeah he's not terribly prolific so far so This movie has a bunch of people that are in it. I am just going to go over the main cast, pretty much. And maybe some of our females. But possibly because this is British and not, like, American media, I don't really recognize any of these people, except for the assholey boy who's, like, hitting on Carly. I recognized him, but I don't really know where from. I couldn't pick him out i recognized him him as well oh wait no it's theo james oh he's in um the divergent films oh okay yeah i don't watch those so yeah i don't either but (laughs) that's yeah that's definitely what i recognize him that's what i would explain it yeah i recognize his face but i didn't know him from any of his work so Anyway, we've got Simon Bird as Will McKenzie, James Buckley as Jake Cartwright, Blake Harrison as Neil, and Joe Thomas as Simon. And then the soundtrack of this movie is pretty interesting. It heavily features a British artist named Mike Skinner, which I thought was interesting. And uh, turns out his music is kind of all over the place. But I thought a lot of it sounded kind of familiar. And it's in it's been in like a fair number of filmographies. So fun fact. Otherwise, there's not a you know there's not like a ton of production information on this. Like it was a low budget production, only made for about three point five million dollars. It made over sixty million dollars or pounds, excuse me. So it's a pretty big success. But I don't think it was like a, it was kind of like the show, you know, I don't think it it was necessarily expected to be as big as it was, and the productions weren't particularly elaborate, so. Right. Anyway, what have you got as far as reviews for us? Well, on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a 55% critics rating and a 70% audience rating. So a bit of a disparity, and I feel like that makes a lot of sense. But I'm really fascinated to see what you thought of this. You know, I didn't really know what to expect because I sort of like British humor, but I've never watched a British teen 
male kind of like coming of age movie or TV mm-hmm. series at all. So I didn't really know what to expect. Like I was sort of thinking super bad type vibes and you definitely get that a little bit, but it was a lot s- smarter in some ways than I expected it to be. And all of their female characters, I mean, I'm not saying this is a feminist movie by any <laughs> means, but all of the female characters had a lot more agency and depth than I was expecting from a movie like this, too. So I didn't mind it. I mean, it was dumb, but it was kind of like fun dumb, and there were parts of it that were pretty funny. So. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of I'm penises surprised. in this movie. That was the biggest thing I took away from this. A lot yeah. of penises. Yeah, it's kind of similar in the show. Oh, there's so um, many penises in the show? Not as many, but like periodically you get a couple dicks. Interesting. Um, it's, you know, I don't know how it TV really works in in the UK, but the show is not under any type of censorship either. I mean, it's... I don't know if this is, like, premium television or, in this case, you know, a rated R movie makes sense, but, mm-hmm. like, this was even more vulgar and graphic than the show, but really not by that much, like, in its entirety. Yeah, and again, not a feminist film... But I think there were way more dicks in this movie than I saw any other type of genitalia. Yeah. So, interesting to note. Yeah. It's funny. I love this show, and I really like this movie in spite of myself. <laughs> I think it. it's funny how you said it's dumb but also smart. I, that's how I feel about it. I think it's like geniusly really really stupid and lowbrow but yeah it's the the way they talk is so stupid that it kind of takes the the offensive edge out of it i guess because you know that i mean these these guys aren't feminists that's for sure no god no and jay especially and the way he talks is so disgusting but he never really gets anything out of it especially in the show so you know he's full of shit anyway, and they've always done this with the girls in the show where they are normal people who reject their advances when they are being dicks. I, I like the show. I think it kind of fits the type of stuff that I expect from my humor sometimes. Um, and I like that it's it's definitely relatable from a... Like, you know, thinking back to my teenage years and the way that my friends and I used to talk and goof around like that. I mean, that's that's what it's like for teenage boys. It's going to be interesting to have this discussion in a few minutes because I've never watched the TV show. But I did get a decent sense of the characters. So I think that was something this movie did successfully. I didn't feel like I was missing too much having never watched the show before I watched this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that makes a lot of sense. I mean, some of the stuff with Carly, um, that's... She's a character throughout the series from, like, the first episode. This this, The show only had three uh, seasons. Basically, Simon was pining after her throughout the series and never 
really got anything from her. She was always kind of um, just uh, stringing him along. And at the end, the very last episode, they wind up... They don't really show what or tell you exactly what happened, but Simon basically confesses his love to her and something positive comes out of it, but they're very vague about it. Mm -hmm. So clearly they started dating and that was pretty much where it picked up, but it's hard for me to think of anything else that would be, uh, that you would need to know. All right, let's get into the story here because it's a pretty simple story, right? Yeah. Like there's, there's really not much plot. It's kind of one of those movies where the plot is solely a vehicle for us to dig farther into these characters. Yeah. I mean, right at the beginning, they're just like, hey, we're going on a holiday. And then they go on the holiday, meet girls, which was part of their plan, and then they come home. And you could pretty much sum up the plot with that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny to me because the show never had them succeed. I mean, I guess Simon got with Carly at the end, but they never explicitly stated that. And pretty much it leaves off with Neil getting an STD, Will is stuck with Jay, who's still a virgin, and basically that's how the show ends up with them all mostly failing. And it, it really just, it goes along with the sentiment, like, well, they still have each other. So it's interesting to me that this one leaves off on such a high note with all of the characters having learned something and um, having had a positive experience and actually come away with girlfriends, like actually achieving their goal. Yeah, that's an interesting turnaround. I sort of think... Maybe because it's a movie, it had to end that way. Because a lot of TV shows were used to them being cyclical, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Seinfeld and It's Always Sunny, which we've talked a lot about on this show. But even shows like Arrested Development or um, more recently Silicon Valley, you know, they keep just yeah. circling back and circling back. And we're used to that from TV shows. But I, I think it's still fairly unaccepted for movies to just end where they started for the most part. That's really fascinating considering it's the, you know, taking from the source material, mm-hmm. but it makes complete sense, especially when a movie's trying to advertise to a much wider audience than the people who were into the show to begin right. with. Yes. Um, and I think it works here. I mean, I'm not dissatisfied with them having a happy ending but it just is definitely a departure from what you're used to coming from the series. Mm-hmm. But it also could have been a chance that the writers wanted to take because the writers um, were the same people from the show, and maybe they weren't satisfied with the tone that they left off the series in and wanted to give the characters some redemption. Yeah, and it looks like this was the last Inbetweeners production by this director, too. So maybe that was part of it. He just wanted a little bit of closure, perhaps, on his way out. I don't know. Yeah. Was there any any part of this plot that you really enjoyed? Hmm. I liked getting 
a sense of Neil's philosophy that he actually has a method to his madness in a way. Hmm. I thought that was a really neat scene. Um, I don't know. Specifically story-wise, it's nice to see Jay actually learn something and finally become... um, uh, What's the word? It's nice to see Jay finally become genuine. Yeah. Uh, Because the entire series up through the end, he's just constantly lying. And they tackled it a little bit in one episode in the series, but he came away from it still a liar. (laughs) So, I mean, I particularly enjoy that because I think that was a big change for the character, which is always satisfying. Hmm. What about you? Um... I thought some of their pool scenes were really funny. I thought the scene where he throws the kid in was hilarious. Yeah. Like, I know it wasn't, like, a huge plot point, but I was like, that's a good joke they wrote into that. I like yeah. how they wrote the joke into him, you know, the movement of the plot. Like, all right, they get kicked out of the pool. So now they yeah. have to go get on the boat and do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think overall it was really well done. The story's engaging throughout. I don't think there's a dull moment. It's nice and short, which is good. Yeah, it moves really well. They paced this movie. There's no scene that feels like it drags out for too long. Definitely. And the camaraderie really carries you through. It's got a nice upbeat tone throughout. I guess the uh, the fighting was interesting. I thought it was interesting how that had a s- end of the second act feel to it, but it was more towards the beginning of the film. Um, and then they, they gave the relationships the, the climactic section of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. But it was interesting how they pulled you in with some drama between Jay and Simon. They showed you a lot about the characters through the whole plot. They explained a lot of philosophy of the characters without really explaining it. You know, you kind of like get to the heart of a lot of them, mm-hmm. which I think is fascinating. So, did you think the vulgarity was too much at times? Uh, you know, I I didn't really. And it didn't really bother me that much. And usually Hmm. if it's over the top, it really gets to me. But I think part of it, too, was that aside from the beginning, like when Jay is talking a lot about, like, pussy and all that stuff, for the (laughs) most part, yeah. (laughs) Like, women aren't the object of the vulgarity like coming back to it like most of the really vulgar scenes like revolve around dicks and stuff like that or butts or like whatever (laughs) they're things that are really not specifically female aside from just some of the language that the characters use so i think that's part of it like it really didn't bother me that much like i thought it was kind of funny i think it's funny when like dicks are contextualized to be humorous because for one thing they are and (laughs) it's nice to like see that sort of humor i mean they're innately funny right like why else do guys drop penises on everything oh it's hilarious i mean i always thought that there should be more dicks in movies and things because you get so many breasts and stuff which is just awkward to me right uncomfortable but dicks are always funny they are, and they really can, like, lighten the scene, you know? Yeah. They change the whole tone of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I felt like at times it was a bit too much just with some of the language that they did use. Yeah, the language like, was rough. Yeah. In parts. Um, but I also think it showed <laughs> how immature those characters were at that time, especially, which I think was the intense. Like, I've, they're not showing characters, like, using that language and sounding cool. Like, they're using that right. kind of language and sounding very immature, like children. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I thought I it was... the point. Right. It was... Um, contextually, it made a lot of sense. Okay. I also enjoyed how they used silence for humor. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they let things breathe. They let those awkward moments breathe. When <laughs> Jay and Simon are fighting in the street and it's just quiet, <laughs> yeah. it makes everything seem so much more pathetic than dramatic. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I don't, and that's, it's not something that's really practiced in American media, I don't think. But no, in the in-betweeners, really like at least, we like to put soundtracks and sound effects over things. Yeah, but it gives so much more weight to yeah. whatever's transpiring on screen if you just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of the techniques, I actually do want to launch into a very small Matt's pretentious film class segment. Yay. film class so you may have noticed uh during the brief dancing scenes especially the first one where neil leads the charge over to the girls and uh he's dancing and they're all dancing behind him um their movements are super jittery and it almost feels like gritty um Mm -hmm. that is done using a high shutter speed on the camera which means that the shutter is snapping at a higher rate per second than normal so using a high shutter speed you wind up kind of in a way taking more pictures per second Uh, even though that would technically be frames per second you're you're kind of taking more pictures per second than normal because you'll notice that the the movements if you were to pause the screen um you can actually frame by frame see the if say their hands are moving it's not blurry if there's a high shutter speed so in that way when there's a really high shutter speed it seems jittery because you're seeing literally every single detail of the motion that the characters or whatever the object is on screen that it's making which is completely unnatural for us so it gives us that uh, appearance and then when you have a lower shutter speed the movement's obviously more smooth which mimics more like what your eyes see uh when somebody's moving quickly right you see more of a blur and that's how most film is shot when I shoot things, I try to stay between 1 out of 40. and or, uh, When I shoot things, I try to stay between a 40th of a second and a 60th of a second for mm-hmm. my shutter speed, but that might have been shot upwards of 200. Hmm. And so I thought that was just a neat little uh, 
a neat little technique they use to make the dancing ironically seem more intense than it was. I think they really used it for humor because that's kind of how like some music videos might be shot. There's really intense dancing. Yeah, <laughs> but they look absolutely don't ridiculous like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, especially a bunch of random extras. Right. But the other thing about a high shutter speed is that the higher your shutter speed, the darker the image is going to be. So you have to compensate with that by either opening up the aperture um, and letting more light into the lens or by using more light on set. Um, and in that case, the aperture, when it, the aperture is open and you're letting more light in, then you're going to wind up having a shallower depth of field, which means the background is going to be more blurry. But in that shot, it didn't seem like the background was blurry. It seemed like the whole the whole scene was in focus. So they must have somehow balanced it out by either using a wider lens, which maybe it seemed like, or blasting the set with light. Hmm. So yeah, I think it's just sense. cool... There's a lot yeah. of ways to like color correct to make it look more like night or dark, even if you used a lot of light when you filmed anyway, right? Right. And, uh, you know, probably also the camera they were using. It looked to me like they shot this in digital. I'm not certain. But if they shot it in digital, they might have used a nice camera that has a high uh, native ISO, which is basically mm-hmm. like digital, digital uh, exposure. So it digitally brightens up the scene. So in that case, they may have had a camera that could just compensate for the lack of light digitally. Hmm. And given the quality, uh, the production quality, and a lot of the cinematography, I think it's likely that they had a nice camera. But I'm not certain whether this was shot on film or digital. I would say probably digital, but it's hard to, to always tell. Yeah, I did notice that this movie looked a lot more crisp than some you know there's no oh, like yeah. airy hazy earthy sort of shots in this movie yeah it's all very clear all the time that's why i think it was probably shot on digital yeah yeah um and it's fun to note too that the production quality is much higher than the series was um just hmm. the general they they seem to take a more conventional and artistic approach to movie making than they usually did in the show getting a lot of those close-up shots and shallow depths of field that you usually don't see in the series i mean if you think about always sunny like how often do they have a pretty close-up right yeah and that's kind of how uh the in-betweeners usually is hmm yeah it's mostly wide shots and things like that Mm -hmm. right yeah, so I think they just wanted to uh, make it look prettier than normal. I always think that's nice, even for comedy. Yeah, and it did but, look good. It I have no complaints about the production value of this movie, and they yeah, got I rewarded. It was fantastic. I mean, it was a good financial payoff. Yeah, so. definitely. So anyway, that's just a surface level uh, discussion of the balance that needs to be struck using a camera when you want certain effects. Matt's pretentious film class. Okay, now that Matt's pretentious film class has wrapped. <laughs> uh, Good how does this fit into our theme? <laughs> um, 
we are talking about TV series movies. And basically the things we're looking for is how consistent they are with the series themselves and how approachable they might be from an outside audience. So I think we talked a little bit about that. Yeah, this is a good film for that because, as we said earlier, I've never watched the series, but you have. So, yeah, it's definitely an interesting perspective. So I can't speak to the continuity from the film series. But as I mentioned, I think this movie did a pretty good job of giving you some sense of the characters before they throw you right in. But I will say there were a lot of moments where I could have used like a little bit more context. Like it seems like we should have known, you know, like you should have already been familiar with like some of the parents and girlfriends and stuff like Carly you said right at mm. the beginning of the film like Yeah, that's the other thing is that the parents were huge characters in the series and they don't really get much in the film or in the yeah, in the film. Um, right. and all the those jokes about Neil's dad being gay is like a running gag throughout the whole film. Uh, Jay's dad being like the worst is a running gag. Um, I don't even know. Uh, Carly, obviously. Also, Simon's dad always talking about sex with Simon's mom is also a running gag throughout the series so they brought some of those things in that the fans will obviously enjoy but i think they somewhat stand on their own but it might feel completely out of left field also yeah that was all pretty much lost on me i only i just sort of got the like oh parents are funny vibe but that was pretty much it and then also it seems like there was a lot of backstory between them and their principal given the story yeah but that that's, didn't that didn't mean anything to me either. That's one thing that's really disappointing because he was a huge character and he was so funny in the series and he really doesn't get much at all in the show or er, in the film. No, he gets like a little 30 second speech and it seemed like there was more to the story, but I understand that they can't go into everything and that this is a movie made for the fans probably but just approachable enough that they can get by with it like in an actual wider release sense but i right. i did notice those sort of moments where like i knew there had to be more but we weren't getting it at this point mm-hmm. so why don't you talk about this then and i know you have a little bit but dig into it a little bit more how does this movie fit into the continuum with the show well the the tone is completely consistent other than the way it ends but i think that mostly the the story continues pretty much right where the show left off but obviously they are foreshadowing more i mean between simon and will going to university that's obviously another aspect to the story that I don't know if they explore in the other movies because I haven't seen them. But I think it's pretty bold of them to kind of create a jumping-off point for more movies when I'm not sure they knew there would be more movies, and also the show had already ended. Interesting. So the show is just them in high school then, right? Correct. Okay. And... 
there are a lot more side characters. Did the yeah. plot feel familiar? I mean, because now they're going on holiday. Did did they always stay in high school, like in their little neighborhood in the show? No, they went all over the place. Most of the time it was related to school somehow, field trip, or maybe they were visiting a college. But no, most of it took place outside of the school itself. Well, not most of it, maybe like 50-50. Okay, so even the trip out of country is still pretty much right in the vein of what the show had been doing. Yeah. It makes sense for them to have gone abroad. It doesn't feel out of the out of the show's wheelhouse. Yeah, that's interesting too because I feel like a lot of times with movies and things like these they try and make something super big happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. From the show, so a lot of times they're like, "Oh, we're traveling cross country and we've never been out of our neighborhood before or whatever." But that's interesting. Like this is just another day in the life, basically. It's just a longer episode. It, it's what yeah, it, it feels like. like a longer episode. It almost feels like a series of episodes. I feel like you have each act almost could stand on its own in this movie. Yeah, you could have made pretty... this like a three-part episode. Yeah, and it wouldn't it's a have pretty felt that cool different. structure. Yeah, definitely. And I think actually they fade to black like maybe two times in between it almost does feel like it <laughs> closes and opens again it does there are parts like that mm-hmm. well if you have anything to say about this film we'd love to hear about it and uh if you are a fan of the series that'd be cool to talk about as well or if you weren't a fan of the series and enjoyed the movie or didn't enjoy the movie however you want to slice it we'd love to hear from you please email us at hindsightmoviepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at hindsightcast. You can also find us on Instagram at hindsightmoviepodcast if you're interested. But otherwise, stay tuned for next week's episode where we are going to continue with this theme of TV show movies. And on that note, thank you so much for listening. I'm Matt. And I'm Melissa. And we will catch you next time.